Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking for a Sunday. We're here with a dynamic duo, Casey Carter and Lorenzo. How are you guys doing? Hey, how are you? Very, very good. Now, up until, you know, I, I honest to God, I see you at Exotica and, and you're like the both dressed to the nines, very, very fancy. And you have a booth mm-hmm. and I've been so ignorant. And I've never gone over to your booth and see what the hell you even do. So well, that's because most of the time we're wandering the floor doing what we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and that's part of it. And you were right, you know, in Chicago, you were right there, but you know, I had my hands full with my whole draw the league of drama. And so anyway, uh, we certainly had enough to do in my booth, but um, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, Casey and Lorenzo. Now, um, the first question, are, are you guys married? No. no, that's what that was another thing. I thought, well, I see them together all the time, and then <laughs> get on here and you say, "Well, I live in one city, and he lives in another city," and it's like, "Wow!" So anyway, let's start with Casey. Casey, give us a little bit of your history, and uh, then we're going to talk about a little promotion that you guys have uh, running about some boating, and then we'll we'll get into that. Um. So I. Let's see. How do we? How do, I I entered the adult world as an erotic author back in I guess I don't know 2013 2014 2013, yeah. and um sort of it sort of kind of grew from there where I started Casey at night as a means for being able to promote erotica promote my own specifically because you couldn't find anywhere to promote erotica. So I used the show to do live readings. Um, I then started doing live readings of other people's uh, stories. And it led to the educational side because people would write about things that, you know, the vanilla world was like, what the hell is that? I, I don't, what is bukkake? What is, you know, futanari? And so it just kind of grew from there. Um, and I stumbled on Exotica and we started going to Exotica. I started doing some custom content, never really did porn per se, but I am very much into fetishes and would make custom fetish videos and spend a lot of time educating on fetish and kink. And, um, my specialty is pervertibles, which are household items that you use for your kinky business. Uh, and it, you know, I guess you can say that the brand has sort of grown from all of that, from being seen at Exotica, FetCon, Sex Down South, um, from teaching at all of those locations to fast forward, it's 2020, Exotica is not doing their conventions anymore. And I just happened to luck up on an opportunity to co-host one of the shows they put out on Exotica TV called BoobTube. Um, They launched, I don't know, like a million shows during the first six months. And I will say, I think BoobTube is the only one that still airs consistently after three years. And um, we're now at the point where I now produce Exotica every week. So that's, that's a big treat for me to be able to do that. And, um, yeah, that's sort of the short version of who Casey Carter is. Okay. And what year did you start all this? I, I, I need a kind of a timeline on that. 
So the the stories I think published 2013, 2014, something like that. And it just sort of, like I said, evolved from there into various things. Um, BoobTube got started in, I don't know, like summer of 2020, somewhere May, June of 2020, May of 2020, April of 2020, something like that. And like I said, we we're probably, I think, literally the only surviving show of the various probably 20 shows that they were airing, 10 to 20 shows. We're the only one left. And um, yeah, and and we are now, um, again, at the point where I produce the weekly show. So yeah, because what happened was there was the pandemic. And of course, everybody was interested. They needed to get their exposure. Well, now that's gone. Then oh, what the hell with that? And everybody loses interest like they do on a lot of things. You know, I see these people want to do a podcast every week. Hey, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's, it's a lot a, of work. And, and um, of course, I'm not bitching in any way about doing this. It's it's, <laughs> it's an hour or two and finding the people <laughs> that show up. And, you know, that's always kind of a pain. You know, you, you're down to like 20 minutes left and you haven't heard anything from the talent. They're like, oh, and uh and so that then then um, James Bartley has asked me to uh, do two shows a month for his Roku channel. So mm. I came up with Patrick Presents. And so we're going to do start those. Uh, I've, the promo ought to be on right now. If it's not, you'll, you'll see it somewhere. And then the uh, the actual first show starts around July 1st. So we're going to do a, a review of Deep Throat at 50 and, and kind of <laughs> uh, start the whole Patrick Presents from 1972 on, uh, not that that's when porn started, but that was when the definitive, well, a definitive movie uh, came out was 51 years ago. So we're going to start with that. So, uh, but anyway, uh, timelines are certainly important. And uh, Lorenzo, I've heard several stories about you. Uh, 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 and everybody goes, oh shit, you know. When, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, what I do, you know. Um, that's not stuff you can put on the air pat yeah it's like when the boss always always says uh you got a minute Uh, (laughs) okay what i do so you think back what i do what i do anyway lorenzo uh, true or false you were a bodyguard for michael jackson (laughs) i did some bodyguard work um michael jackson came in uh prince anyone major in the dc you know they came through dc or whatever did some bodyguard work okay so a lot of things things that you can't talk about some things you can yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. So how did you, like Casey, how did you get started in this whole uh, whole deal? I'm seeing you at Exotica now. Uh, let's see, Exotica, we kind of did that together. Uh, we were doing uh, erotic stories. I did a little bit of writing and co-wrote with her. So some of her books have some of my touch on it. And then we uh, we did Fetish Con with one of the first ones. And No, no Exotica. No. Yeah, and then we met met someone at um, Sex Expo mm-hmm. in New York, and they were saying that they were going to be at Exotica. And we took it, like, from there and just um, visited one of the Exoticas, you know, like what we saw, and then started coming back and getting more intertwined with the, the people in there. People took to us right away. Mm-hmm. Um, they liked our style, how we looked, and, it, you know, it drew people to us, you know, right like that. Well, going on. If, if I could real quick. So our first Exotica was Jersey, I think, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I met Ashley Sparks, Ashley Fires, sorry, mm-hmm. at um, Sex, Expo. Sex, Sex Expo. She says, hey, are you coming to Exotica? And I'm like, um, I guess so. Yeah, sure. 
So we show up to Exotica. Ashley was in the um, Clips for Sale sale booth. And so Lorenzo and I just, you know, walked into the booth and put our stuff down and got all comfortable. We spent the entire weekend in the booth. And like, I don't know, after the first day. Yeah, they wanted you to join. Yeah, after the first day, (laughs) Neil is like, so do you do you do content? I'm like, no, Ashley invited me. I didn't, I had no clue that we were supposed to be affiliated with clips. Um, when we just dropped our stuff off and moved into the booth. So that's, that's literally our first Exotica experience was crashing the clips for sale booth. And, and that was New Jersey. What year? 2017. Yeah. 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. I was, um, Check my timeline here. I my first Exotica was um, Denver in 2017, and then Denver in 2018. So, mm-hmm. um, and nobody went to Denver the second Denver. year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. yeah. So I'm sorry. So go ahead, Lorenzo. Finish your story. Yeah. So now you'll see us at the booth, and uh, she'll have you know either like books, content, or doing interviews for Exotica TV. So she's like the main person that would handle. This is about you, though. Oh well. <laughs> And I'm back. I'm backing her. And, it, and as you can see, I have to really watch for her, you know. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, that's what I've noticed is, is and, and to being the gentleman that you are, Lorenzo, uh, mm-hmm. pushing uh, Casey a little bit forward. Uh, you know, it's not Lorenzo on this cover. But it's Lorenzo helping to push voting every day, twice a day. Yeah get on a retweet, you know, this sort of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about this. And yeah. Last week we talked about uh, Sean, Sean's picture on this. And, and w- what a unique thing was, was that, um, first of all, Sean was the first male talent on the cover. And, oh, okay. Uh, and I'll bring it up here in a bit. I don't want to rehash the whole thing from last week. But Sean blocks out half of their logo. Yeah. That was how important it was. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see uh, models blocking out the Playboy logo or the Hustler logo. Never. And so for them to give up a little bit of that, that logo was, was really something. Anyway, talk about how this all developed. Wow. So I started writing for ASN also in the pandemic year, um, August of 2020. And, and that was actually a fluke. I was sharing with uh, Lexi Silver from um, SDC that I had wanted to write in a magazine. It was something I had wanted to do. I had done a lot of interviews for magazines, but I wanted to write in a magazine. And so she's like, hey, I know some people with a magazine. And she introduced me to Mike and Sherry. And um, as of August 2022, I have contributed every month. And um, late last year, Michael was like, hey, we want to put you on the cover. You can do February or March. And initially, of course, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Great. I'll do um, February, Black History Month. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, wait, I don't have enough time to shoot new photos. So let me do February, which is even better because it's International Women's March month right so march thank you so um i very specifically did a photo shoot for the magazine and that particular photo was 
literally designed so that the logo could fit up top without losing any of the imagery in the photo. Right. Because Sean was greedy and 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 made them cover it up. Yeah. But I tell you what, this is this is a classic. I mean, this is a classic pose. I love, I don't know what it is about. I love women smoking. And I'll I'll show you a good example. Uh, and this is probably one of my favorites uh, of women smoking. And this would be uh the great legend uh Seika uh smoking. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That's uh nice uh, about that. But yeah, that's uh a uh, cool photo. I um, she stumbled upon a bunch of photos that had never been released, and this was one of them. So we're doing a uh, uh, only a 20, 20 release photo type of thing. And anyway, we're we're getting through those. So, but oh, that is nice. I like that. that that's that's the one that you want to get autographed right there. Yeah, yeah. Let's turn a few things over here. Let's go to Darby D. Darby. Now, okay, we need to corner you on this. Are we doing the exotica deal with a dress like that? You better be. Um. My father has taken a turn for the worst, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I'm I'm in a holding pattern to see kind of where things go. I'm only four hours away, so it will be last minute before I actually know anything. Just depends on how my dad's doing. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we still have. Uh, there are still people who I'm sure would like your autograph. So if you like, I said, if you pick out a couple pictures and uh, print them up and get to me, or I can print them up if they're more PG-rated than R-rated. Uh, I can print them up, but anyway, um, <laughs> but I would just as soon have you print them up uh, and get them all fancy and, and uh, go from there. But anyway. Right, right, yeah, I will I will see what I can do. I'm just, right. uh, yeah, my my mom is just, she's, she's on me. She doesn't want me to go anywhere. Understood. I, I don't, yeah, I'd just rather not be having travel. And Even that my, short of a distance. And unlike my family, porn comes first. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. So, oh, question, uh, question for Casey and Lorenzo. Happy birthday. Thank I you. did not tweet, and oh my God, that party looked fire. Okay, so oh my god, that was that was my 50th birthday. Um and mm. That was that was like basically a gift from Lorenzo having mm -hmm. not just a birthday party, but that birthday party. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, I was like, ooh, hot stuff. Really? Yeah, that was nice. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I I was um my my question I was coming in with was uh, you know, kind of y'all's origin story, how y'all wound up, you know, coming together as a partnership. Uh -huh. And uh, I think I, I think I've gotten most of it here. Naturally, yeah. no. <laughs> how how we got together is a little different. Um, so we were both on um, online dating sites, mm -hmm. and I was just scrolling through, scrolling through, and I saw this photo that I thought was really really nice, really well done. And so you know, I just complimented the composition of the <laughs> and kept like your framing <laughs> and i and i just sort of kept it moving i didn't you know that was all i really said and you know he came back and started talking and and it literally started from me just complimenting his photo and that's that's how we connected and one of one of her stories 
murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you get murder, one of her books, you can kind of see part of it, or it's kind of written part of the story like that. Aww. little yeah. self-insertion, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> all of my stories are a little bit of Casey. Like, I leave it up to your imagination to decide mm-hmm. what of the story is Casey, but all of my stories are a little bit of Casey in one form or another. Um, and then one of the books is called John. That's the one that he and I collaborated on. And um, no, but John, yeah, John, John is John is always the one that I think of because John is the conceptually it was all his idea. Mm. And I just helped to um to help to tell the story that he's telling as well as insert the Casey Carter experience, if you will, into all of it. So it's, you know, well, I'll let you explain, yeah, it, John. It goes back from the beginning of John from his days learning how to get his life together and becoming a, from a young dom to present. I have uh, like 40 plus years in the BDSM lifestyle community. And it kind of talks about some of his training and you have to read some of the crazy parts of it. Right, right. It's in my, it's in my to be read list. I got a, <laughs> a fairly big stack. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's John is a good one. And the other one that I wrote that I always recommend is the encounter. Um, Because the encounter is basically, so I I lived in Florida for 10 years, Mm -hmm. and just as I was leaving Florida, I discovered the um, swinger community in the Orlando area, and it was totally by accident. It was totally by accident. You you, you picked up an upside-down pineapple? What happened? Well, (laughs) honestly, what happened was me and a girlfriend went out for New Year's with a couple, and she's like, these are my friends, and you know, we're out having this great time for New Year's. I was in the midst of separating from my ex-husband. And so I needed to get out and have fun. And we had a great time. And then they invite me to a party. And I forget what service they were using, but it showed you how many people were coming. And it literally gave the ratio of men to women. And I thought, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. So I called her up and asked her, what's up with that? Like, why does it say how many women are coming? And she says, oh, you didn't know it was a swinger party? I'm like, how the fuck was I supposed to know it was a swinger party? Like, how would I know that? (laughs) Your friends, not my friends. (laughs) So we got to talking about it. Listen, and I wasn't mad at it. I'm just like, maybe you tell people that's who these are, who they are. But what I discovered is I also sold real estate at the time and the party was being held in one of the short-term rental homes in one of the short-term rental communities out in Kissimmee. And I discovered that because a lot of these homes have six to eight bedrooms, that's what people were using them for. So I used that premise to write a story for, you know, that that talks about a party being thrown in a short-term rental and all the various things going on in the in the different bedrooms. It was literally, it was like walking through, um, you know, like a 
uh, Madame Tucson or someplace where every room has a different thing going mm-hmm. on. That's how this, that's what the story is about is going to this party and it was doing the NBA all-star weekend, which just happened to be going on in Orlando at the time. And so there were NBA players at the game and it were just, you know, kind of the glitterati at this party that is always, it's just, it's quiet. It's a secret who's there and what's going on. But once you get inside the door, if you've never been, your mind is blown. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, oh, that's so. a- well, if it's in the Orlando area, that tells me where Aaron's been lately because he hasn't show up on our, our Zoom calls anymore. He's probably him and his wife are probably at a swinger party in Orlando. What do you What do you think about that, Sean? Do you think that uh, that Aaron and uh, Rebecca are at a swingers party in Orlando? I kind of not think that. <laughs> um, it's possible. I, I think I know that. Rob, is, was that because um, I have a place in Orlando, just like a timeshare once a year, and there was a, a place. The guy's got something to do with, I'm not, I hope I'm not outing him. I won't mm-hmm. give his name up. But I think the guy that runs it has something to do with Barrett Jackson, the car people. Mm-hmm. Or he goes there a lot. And it's on a main drag, and it was in like a small strip mall, like a building there, and they used to party there. And I don't know if that's the place that you were at, but it was in Orlando. I remember that. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, no. I mean, literally, this is a short-term rental. Short term. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a club, like you no, know, this was okay, an actual house. Yeah. I got you. Oh, well, Sean. Uh, every time I've seen you lately, at Exotica, you've been at a dinner table with uh, Casey. And oh, yeah. Oh, how did you guys meet up? It was a good meeting, and evidently, you're good friends. How did we meet? How did we meet, Sean? Well, um, I'll talk about that. What I think, but first, I just want to say, you got to carry it to to carry a cigar. You just can't put any chick with a cigar. To, to, it, it, Casey has the it factor. She does. And she knows I'm not puffing her. She, she's got, the, no pun intended, I just thought that. She, uh, she's got the it factor. This, these are star people. And I gravitate to people like that. I, I love everybody. But sometimes there's, a, there's a, a person or people that you just go to. And I think it started with, after you, Patrick, actually, started bringing my name back out and i always give credit to or credits to which is you and realtor report but i met um michael ramos from asn and i think guys he said you've got to meet lorenzo and casey there's that old man there it mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. and we met and we became fast friends and Lorenzo, uh, his history, he's, he's got his eyes open and he's saying to himself probably like, okay, what's with this guy? If Michael likes him, it's a tie-in, you know? And I, I think that's how he rolls. And I felt the same way when I met him. And I just, we've never had a bad word. We've never not supported each other. I mean, I could cry. There's, there's people that I, I'll pull back some guard. You have to, you can't exist. But with Lorenzo, and uh, to Casey, but uh, this thing with Michael and Lorenzo, we've just formed this triumvirate that we always got each other's back. And yeah. and the, the key on that, right, man, the, the key on that, I think, was I'm not big on calling. You know that, Patrick. I don't call, but but Lorenzo Zoe calls me. And oh, yeah. Zoe, <laughs> we can talk about that if you want. <laughs> and uh, 
I love you, man. <laughs> and and he, it, it was Michael's, uh, was it his birthday party? And uh, it was his birthday. And I think it was in Jersey. And there's the deli. There's a deli there. And Lorenzo said, what are we going to do about it? And to be honest with you, I wasn't that, I, I don't know, I'm not doing nothing. And as soon as he said, what are you going to do about it? I said, this is the type of guy I'm latching my, my wagon to. I said, this is, this is a guy with a heart that you meet them and they're smart, they're intelligent and they're human. And, and I learned about their business, but I'm not, my, my background wasn't in BDSM or anything like that. So it's interesting to me to hear their story, but, uh, so in exotic, where else would you rather be than right there right now? I mean, they got the booth. So when I, we have this group of people that we eat with, like Mickey Lynn and, and Coral and God bless her when she's there, Coral and Jewel and Michael and me and, uh, Harlot. Uh, pardon me. Mad Harlot. Uh, yeah. Mad Harlot. And, um, I'm trying to think of what's her name, uh, and her husband, Kimmy uh, Kaboom. Kimmy Kaboom. And, and, and of course, uh, Lorenzo and Casey. And so when you become friends, um, we talk about the business, like in Zooms and stuff like that, but usually we know the business, so we don't usually bring that stuff up. We just get personal and we're, and we're friends. And I love these two. And I feel their love. <laughs> so it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, the, the thing from Mike was definitely, that was definitely oh, cool. Yeah, that was, that was cool. I mean, because yeah. we were also all staying in the same hotel. So that made it even better that we could all just, you know, basically commandeer the dining area. <laughs> oh, that table. And, uh, and then they have connections everywhere. And so there's the, Lorenzo saying, you've got it, this waitress, you're there before me. So you've got to say hello to, and I can't remember yeah. her name. Yeah. Casey. Tell me your name. Casey. Huh? Casey. Casey. Casey, too. I should yeah. remember that. So now I meet Casey. Casey's double pouring the drinks. I'm going, I'm in. And, um, and that's where we actually brought the food. So uh, Casey's right. We commandeer the, you commandeer the area. And sometimes we fail. We go to a restaurant while sitting there and go, what are we doing here? Yeah. And I fail sometimes. I don't bring all the vodka I should be bringing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We have, because we all love and like each other, we have such a good time. If you were 20 years older, we're the type of people that would take the oranges and do those games the house, <laughs> <laughs> the orange under, under your neck. You know? Yeah. Oh, but, and right. listen, listen, Patrick, I got to tell you this one story. So in <laughs> this was Jersey. This was Jersey last year. And so to know Lorenzo is to know. Like, you know how you have those, that six feet of personal space? Like, Lorenzo was serious about that six feet of personal space. You do not come into that space. Like, I can feel him tense when people get in his personal space, right? So we're all sitting at the table. <laughs> we're all sitting at the table, you know, me and Lorenzo and Mike and all of these people at the table and, and, and Sean comes down to the table, you know, comes downstairs in grand style and he goes around greeting everybody at the table, huggy, huggy. Hey, how you doing? He gets to his friend Zoe and he kissed him. And I was like, Ooh. and I just looked at him and he's like, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm telling everybody. There's a dead adult porn star from the 80s now. <laughs> I'm telling everybody, everybody. And, but the, 
to Sean's point, no one would ever get that close to him if he didn't actually like you. Now, granted, that is the most closeness I've ever seen anybody aside from myself. And I mean, because there are people who will say, may I hug you? Can I hug you? Is it okay if I hug you? Like people ask permission to get in his personal space. But this one, he just comes waltzing through like, you know, and it's like, take it down a notch. He's so cool. He's got the hat on and he's looking good. I said, I'm going to get, I'm going to sit on his lap if he lets me. That made my life. Not even my day. That made my life. But, but you know, with, when, with Sean, when you did that, like I said, just it's a true friendship, you know, and it's just how we are. Mm-hmm. It's just how we are. Why it just wasn't no big thing, you know, but it was just odd. And she's never seen anything like that. <laughs> Well, Christ, for a guy that breaks down barriers and sticks it in an ass, I mean, take a kiss from Sean. <laughs> oh, but seriously, that's that's what we're Starsky and Hutch, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just like that. That's how we roll. Mm-hmm. And I, I will make it's, yeah. it's 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 their hour, but that that's our friendship, and and it's going to be that way, uh, you know, until the next life. It's just how I feel about them. And, no, that, uh, was, and my- that was that was even for me. That was the moment that I, I knew that y'all were friends for real. Because I've seen him buck up to somebody who was too close to me at the bathrooms. Okay, so so yeah. I mean, I can start hitting your ass now. No, I don't. I don't know that you'll get away with that one. We'll talk. But, but, but all right. Well, yeah. hey, I want to uh, uh, move along here and remind people that next week we'll have Kelly Nichols with us. Kelly is just a legend. Uh, from way back, and I really, really look forward to uh, to talking with Kelly and having all of us talk to Kelly. Kelly gives one warning, though, next week. She says, my mind isn't as sharp as it used to be. I hope people <laughs> take mercy, mercy on me. And I said, uh, okay. So we'll, that's kind of the exchange we have for getting Kelly on uh, next week as well. Uh, Charles is with us. Charles from San Francisco. And Charles, questioner, Kyle, yeah. Casey, and Lorenzo. Yeah, so you got started on the literary side, and you now do swingers parties, and do you do movies? Because I'm not quite clear on that. You do not do, okay. And where do you see yourself going five, ten years from now? I don't know why this is interesting to me, but (laughs) I don't know why they ask that question. You know, no, and I appreciate that question because I think in in being able to explain that I don't or that we don't do film, it allows me to explain that part of the reason why I got into writing was because I wanted to produce TV and movies. And not so much, you know, um, porn hub porn, but kind of going back to the days of like Lady Chatterley's Lover, you know, where, where there's a story and a storyline and there's acting. And exactly. those are the type of movies that I remember as a kid that I grew up with. I shouldn't say kid. Yeah. Um, outing my father, but, you know, he's passed away, so that's okay. Um, but those are the kind of the stories that I remember when I was younger. And, you know, where I like those stories because they had a plot line and a storyline and they had acting and, you know, you could follow it. Right. And so that that genuinely was my whole reason for writing was to get to that place. So, you know, it's 
it is why I don't necessarily, why I'm not behind, you know, in front of the camera. I'm ultimately, ultimately trying to get behind the camera. I'm trying to get us back to that place. And we are, we're still, you know, collaborating on a lot of things. We do seminars and uh, websites on safety tips for people. Um, Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a law enforcement background that I, I did 35 years as a police officer. So okay. A lot of uh, security things that and intelligence information that I have that we are passing along and holding classes and seminars and teaching people. And also with our collaborations, you know, she'll do more writing. I do the, um, I do audio work, voiceovers, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And we're co- incorporating all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Into so like also. with, with his voice, I use it for little things everywhere. So I tell people it's kind of like Frank's red hot. I put that shit on everything. That's <laughs> how I deal with his voice. <laughs> Anywhere I can. Use- I can see that. He actually has a really like smooth voice. Yes. Yeah. It comes in handy, <laughs> especially at exotic places. Now, Charles, Charles, did you meet uh, Casey and Lorenzo in Chicago? Unfortunately, I did not. I'm I sorry. Saw, I did not saw him. I, I'm sure I saw them, but I unfortunately did not meet them. But I'm looking forward to meeting them the next time. I uh, will. I will not give him Lorenzo a kiss. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do look forward to meeting them. I actually, I actually spent ten years working in uh, credit card fraud. Oh wow! Bank. Yeah, I, I was certainly uh, an interesting world. I, I would certainly not give Lorenzo a kiss, but I might ask him to say, "This is CNN." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. Well, you know, I started doing uh, ladies answering services that were getting ah. stalkers. And it picked up from there to uh, narrations, uh, websites, and like your intros. And, you know, with Casey mm-hmm. is everywhere, you know, but, you know, I could do I could do anything. You know. Yeah, we just recently on Friday did a book reading for Lexi yeah. Silver, and she had the two of us read together so he could read the male voice, and I read the female voice and narrated it. Now, you know, we're looking to do more like that. That's a, It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, um, at one time, uh, well, uh, was, I think it was Chicago last year. Let me look. I uh, I needed a new answering machine uh, message, and I I couldn't think of any better person to uh, help me out with that than Christy Canyon. Um, and and the crux of the answering machine message was, I was so busy, my hands. Uh, let me see here. My, I remember that. Uh, uh, my hands were always full, and so she of course had to do an answering machine. <laughs> that meant that my hands were just always always. Full. <laughs> That is cool. He did a good job on it. I never used it, but it's in my phone, and I show people. <laughs> so anyway, looks like you've got your hands full again, Christy. <laughs> that um, is cool. Richard Pacheco's with us. Richard, I, I, we're kind of going in reverse order. You're you're the last one to comment this year, this week. In this group, that's where I belong. Yeah. <laughs> Question for Casey and Lorenzo. Well, I want to say hello. Um, Hi. I'm the dinosaur. I was <laughs> I was active in the business in the mid '70s to mid '80s. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm Very 75 fun. years old. Okay, um, you go with yourself. Yeah. So what I did earlier today, because I didn't know your names, I don't keep active in the business. Not since uh, I last did my last cum shot, and that was like 1985, '86. Oh wow. Um. But through Patrick, I have been introduced to lots of new people, and I'm enjoying it. 
Uh, I like to come on this show to hear from you kids out there to see what you're doing now. And I, because I never heard of you, I went back and uh, I, I Googled you and I came across a show that you did together with a third person. I'm, my memory already is failing me. I, this is three hours ago. She's a singer, a lady with a C, uh, Sereni, Ceremony. Um, you did a t an interview with Jiggy Jaguar and her. She yes. was tra trained in opera. Yes. She was, um, oh my God, she does, she does, you know who which he's talking about. She has the great costumes. Yes, you wanted her clothes. You were fell in love yes. with her clothes. Yes, she and, has amazing costumes. I yeah. cannot remember her name. Something but, with, yeah, with a C. Yeah, but she All is. All right, but we know who you're talking about. Your yes. interview with your Jiggy Jaguar, who Patrick turned me on to, and I did one of his shows, uh, and that was fun for me. And what was fun is you were just like struck gold when you met her you loved her costume and stuff you wanted to pick her brain and you were very apologetic about kind of taking over the interview but you did <laughs> and you did it to because you both were clicking in fact all three of you were clicking so i was enjoying that i couldn't figure out what the hell you're talking about though in terms of understanding what business you were actually in i knew she was a singer you were drawn to her singing and wanting to learn from that I figured it's about sex somewhere here, or Patrick wouldn't have turned me on to it. Um, and well, and it, it's funny because she's she is into um, new age, um, new age stuff. She does, you know, costuming. She, believe it or not, she is not as much into kink as you would think she is. I wouldn't and, even know. All I'm saying okay. is that the two of you talking was like two college professors going at it, and and Lorenzo, you're like. I thought you were like the, the illegitimate son of Barry White because, you know, <laughs> as soon as you open your mouth, you know, well, I don't know what this guy's doing, but he's doing it really well. Yeah. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed you guys a lot uh, in your you. show. Yeah, she, and it's it nice really, to meet really you. Cool. I had I had never heard of her before that. And so it was, it was, so this goes again back to, doing what I did for me and wanting to do it for other people in terms of introducing kink, other people's kink to the rest of the world. And she was kind of one of those, I don't want to say things, but one of those experiences where it was something that was new to me that I found fascinating yeah. and thought, wow, how do I help introduce this to other people? Um, because her costumes are outrageous they're absolutely amazing and i was like hey are you going to fetcon are you coming to exotica are you doing all of these things she's like i don't know anything about any of that i heard you met on a level of intellect though you knew you met each other up there and you challenged each other there and yeah. you in the sisterhood was like let's 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 grow something here because there's something going on that's good yeah I, like she, Lorenzo, I gotta i gotta tell you the story when oh. i was a freshman at antioch college this was like 1966 and um, this was the, the 60s, and the, I, they, they, shit was happening. And we had a very, uh, we had a black studies program. And this is Southwest Ohio, which is mm. like Ku Klux Klan country. Mm. But Yellow Springs, Ohio, which is where Dave Chappelle set up shop, he grew up there, um, was like uh, New York City in the middle of a corn patch. Um, Yellow Springs had always had a black mayor for going 200 years back. In the middle of Klan country, it was like a black city. And Antioch was, became a radical college institution, which wasn't a black school, but um, it was very conscious of race relations and all that. So they started this program early. And they, they did, the Rockefeller program was called, they brought in street black kids 
with no no credential whatsoever because at that point they decided these tests are all white people tests. They're not measuring nothing in the black community, so we don't need them. And they just picked kids and brought them there. And they, the black kids were like lost. They went from an urban corner to a, to a country scene. They didn't know what to do with themselves. And they banded together and they got real militant. They were real angry. And there's a lot of this anger and just going on. And one day I'm standing on the steps of the student union and a bus pulls up and out of the bus comes this guy named Shlomo Karlebach, who was a rabbi from New York City. Um, and I never even heard of him, but I was raised as an Orthodox Jew. But so he comes in, he gets off the bus and he walks up to this guy, Chuck Brown from St. Louis, heavy street kid, takes him by the face and kisses him right in the lips. I, I swear to God, Chuck just about turned white. <laughs> <laughs> what balls this guy yeah. had. But that's how he did his social change shit. But uh, that was that moment when you get that unexpected kiss happening. You don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah, no, that that's what that story made me think of. <laughs> I, did, I did see that uh, Jiggy Jag was at uh, at the uh, big gangbang yesterday with yeah, a fighter yeah. in Chicago. He, he he was pretty lucky. He got uh, number eight. I wouldn't have wanted. Wow. Two, uh, wow. That, but uh, he said. And me, I thought he was all talk. Uh, he, well, he sent me a picture of him nude with a sombrero on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was like, oh wow, okay. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. Um, he said it was a unique day, and and I think he's coming through through my town tomorrow. So if he comes here, I'm going to do a a quick clothed interview with him, and um, <laughs> maybe he can wear the sombrero. I don't give a shit. But anyway, we're going to have some gang of damn clothes on. <laughs> Tell Jiggy I said hi. I certainly will. And uh, Patrick, my, my weekly interruption, um, <laughs> Casey and Lorenzo, yeah. Google Richard Pacheco. He won't say it himself. And and uh, this is a guy that would be at our dinner table. This is a guy I would want next to me mm -hmm. He's a, and next to you. He's, he's a, a good guy, intelligent, well-known actor back in the day, well-known. He was a, a, a hustler centerfold of the year. The talk about me on ASN, he was the no, no, hustler. Hustle only did girls. I was a playgirl no, centerfold. A playgirl centerfold. My, my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, my memory's <laughs> clump too. But he was a, a playgirl. Patrick, if he wants to put the picture up, a uh, centerfold of the year. Good guy. And I just wanted to shout that out. I, I love the guy. And I can't wait. We will meet. We will break bread. I just don't know when. But uh, Richard is was uh, way beyond the, that he was well known. He's just he's that guy. He's the guy you want to hang with. I was the smallest cock to ever hit the big time. This is true. <laughs> Did you hit five? <laughs> What'd you claim? Five, five point six? My friend of mine says the most the, the most famous three and a half inches in the world. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, that is too much. This is that a New York deli? Where was that at? It's in it's called Moishies. it's in Berkeley where I live. Okay. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> always, always great to have him here. He I'll give you give you another story you can relate to. Um, uh, a friend of mine in the early '70s fell in love with a woman named Karen Johnson, who's uh, had just changed her name to Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I was going to say. And she was acting in uh, San Diego, and he brought her up to Berkeley to live with him. So um, she ha it hasn't happened yet. She's 
she has just been invited to join this theater group here, the Blake Street Hawkeyes. And she told her, her um, she wanted to write a script, a screenplay, but she didn't uh, trust herself as a writer at that point. And I am a writer, among other things. And uh, so uh, he asked me if I would help her write her screenplay, her, her treatment for her story she wanted to write. She wanted to star in a movie with Dustin Hoffman. And, and again, she's nobody, but she's thinking big. So, okay. Now, I have a reputation already after two years. I'm a porn person. And porn stars in Berkeley in the 60s and 70s, that wasn't a great place to be a porn star. Because for one, the feminists want you, want you, and they want your dick. And they, they just want to cut it off. So, you know, for, that That's ain't fair. good. And um, there's nobody in porn that is, Candida Royale hasn't happened yet. Femme Productions hasn't happened yet. Uh, women are the victims of misogyny, and they're getting paid for it, and they're happy about it. Um, it's a different world. So um, I had learned in self-defense, because people just assume, because I'm in porn, I fuck everybody. That's all I do is fuck people. So, and I was married, and uh, I, my wife does no, you're not fucking everybody around here, pal. Uh, just don't. Um, so I had to protect myself, and I would introduce my, when, when Whoopi came into my house the first day, I said, okay, I'm going to help you with this project, but you and I are never going to fuck. <laughs> and that was just like saying, let's not get confused. And she said to me, I don't remember asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my introduction to Whoopi Goldberg. That, and that sounds like something she would say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the wind-up is Whoopi signed on his book, wrote, the uh yeah the she, she, she wrote my forward it was okay. nice of her. yeah yep. very cool yeah oh, that'll be enough. 50 bucks richard <laughs> wait Patrick, put that back up on the screen you betcha you certainly will great Mind book is the book i'll Funny. tell you what you give me your email address i'll send it to you today done deal you give it to patrick and patrick you give it to me all right i make all the connections and done right. deal. i have the uh the uh, first time I met Richard Pacheco in Las Vegas, uh, he uh, took we took that picture. Then uh, later he signed the book and included the picture. But uh, fantastic book! Uh, I need to read more of it. I've gotten through a couple chapters, and and uh, I was looking for a movie. One of the best movies I ever thought, um, and and it could be up for debate. But I really liked uh, uh, Richard's movie Up and Coming because anytime the the disc jockey gets laid. I'm all for that. <laughs> but I uh, can't seem to. I cleaned house there today and the cats were running around anyway. No big deal. But uh, I worked with Marilyn Chambers in that movie. Oh, and wow. the, day, the day I had a sex scene with her was the day that John Holmes was released from San Quentin, where they had had him in protective custody for a year just to try to keep him alive because <laughs> the, the bad guys were after him. Um, they yeah. knew he knew too much, and uh, they didn't know what he was saying, what he wasn't saying. Anyway, so John Holmes just gotten out of jail that day. And uh, we're doing this uh, sex scene, and uh, I, have, I have the early scene in the morning. And I work with Marilyn, and uh, I'm done. And then uh, I hear, after lunch, I'm having a snack, and I hear this scream start happening. And it's Marilyn Chambers. And I look over the balcony down where the action is, and John Holmes, with that dick he had, <laughs> was fucking Marilyn Chambers in the ass. Yeah. Oh. And Marilyn was screaming, but she wasn't screaming, stop. 
<laughs> he was like, it was like a baby. When a baby cries, you know, there's this no, there's no censorship going on. Her face was like that. It was on fire. And I'm going, this is the greatest sex scene I've ever seen. I, I can't believe this. I had just had an orgasm and I got hard again. That never happened to me. And <laughs> so that, and I'm, I'm telling everybody, okay, don't I got home. I, don't stop. <laughs> I tell everybody that everybody, you have to see this movie, Up and Coming, which Patrick is. And when the movie comes out, oh, man, it gets to that scene. They have the dick locked. The dick, the dick and the pussy is all you see. You don't see your, you don't see, they missed the whole thing. You know, it's a meat shot. They just doing the meat. Who the fuck cares about? It was so sad. That, that was up and coming. It was a good movie anyway. So Take your vibe, Casey, uh, uh Casey and Lorenzo, what are we going to see at Exotica in Florida at your booth this year? Okay, so in. I'm glad you asked, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. I was going to tell another story. <laughs> so, your so believe it or not i wrote a book with my mom and my sister um oh. it's yeah it's it's not it's not erotic <laughs> uh, and so this is the I don't, camera camera come on no camera. not fog not showing the oh. freaking i can't even find it you, may there it is. Oh, you have it yeah, you had it. What are you talking about? Anyway, the, of it, the book is called How to Get a Ra How to Get a Ra You Can't Get a Racehorse Out of a Mule. And <laughs> oh, well, How to Get a Racehorse Out of a Mule and other stuff my mama said. And so the book is still fuzzy. That's still fuzzy. Yeah. So the book is filled with things that my mom said to my sister and I as we were growing up. Um, things that were said to her as she was growing up. And it's stories from her, from me, from my sister, just about, you know, kind of being a girl and, and how your mom raises you to not be used and abused and things like that. And so um, I'm going to be selling this at this year at, at the Miami Exotica, but um Later in the year in Exotica, Lorenzo and I are planning on doing uh, safety tips. Workshop on safety tips. And pervertibles. But you can't get a racehorse. Oh, I almost had it. <laughs> out of a mule. There it is. There you go. Okay. So this was, this was the, um, our editor copy. Like, we were making sure it looks pretty good. But, like, in here is, this, is things like... Too many pussies in the kitchen ain't any good. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff my mom used to say to me when I was growing up. She used to say, sex is a superpower. A stiff dick has no conscience. Um, uh, there was something else she would say about sticky sheets, like something about laying in the bed, you just come up with sticky sheets. I don't know. But it's the kind of stuff that when she would say it when I was younger, I used to just be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, so you can't get a racehorse out of a mule is what she would say to me about the boys that I would bring home to, you know, whatever. And she literally would, as she's in meeting, she would say, you know, you can't get a racehorse out of a mule. And I'm like, mom, not now, not now. <laughs> and she would test 
test these kids, these boys, to see whether or not they had any class about them. You know, she'd pull out that honey-do list and start offering up things for them to do around our house. And <laughs> she would judge you on whether or not you were quick to help or had an excuse or, um, you know, you... If a boy came to my house, he better get out the car and ring the doorbell and come inside. There is no honking the horn. There is no me running out to the car and him and my parents not seeing him. So this is kind of, I tell people, I am what I am because of my mother. And when your mother, you know, when you grow up with a mother who says too many pussies in the kitchen ain't good, ain't no good. And sex is a superpower and the power of the pussy when you grow up with someone who talks to you like that how do you not become casey carter so yeah darby do you think you're going to say some of those things to your girls (laughs) um don't do nothing i wouldn't do is is the the one i say and then they both eye roll they're like mama (laughs) <laughs> don't worry <laughs> well it's funny every guy growing up in my generation anyway you, you always talk about the power of the pussy and that's the, that's the prank any guy that has a half a brain got that so your mother was ahead of her time to, to pick that up and let you know that as a youth I mean because that, that's the strength there is unbelievable and it's metaphorical mm-hmm. more than the physical but it's like that the power's there, and if the guy's not smart enough to be a racehorse and he doesn't get the power there, at least be balanced with her right. power. I think she was trying to say stuff like that, and that's that's really good advice. You're not a wash over to anybody or and, and shit like that, and and you yeah. deserve deserve to be treated with respect. It, it, yeah. That reminds me of a Goodfellas movie when they, when. Uh, no, uh, the door, the, the, a, bro- the a Bronx tale, a Bronx tale. When the talking if you, about that girl, that, if she doesn't open that door for the guy, just keep on I, driving. Thing, yeah, you know, like yeah. she's not to be dated again. You know, this she's got because you multiply by. My mother used to say, multiply what you like about somebody by ten. Uh, multiply and it could be friends, be a lover, spouse. Multiply what you don't like by a hundred. If that's acceptable to you, that's what you're going to get. And I've seen in my in my adult life that. What I like about a person, I multiply by 10. What I don't, not comfortable with by 100. And if I like them, that, that works. If I don't, then because they ain't going to change. Same. Right. That's how I'm built, too. Yeah. So and, I think it's great advice from mom. Yeah. And, and it, it definitely say. has served me, served me well. And I've tried to instill it in my own children because um, I have a girl and a boy. And the things that she said to me, I've said to my son in some varying forms because I'm, you know, I'm like, you're going to be bringing home girls and I need you to understand what I'm expecting of you. You know, I'm not trying to pick for you, but I am going to try to guide you in quality. And so, yeah. So yeah, we're super proud of this project. It's only taken forever to get. Yeah. So I understand. All right. Before we go, we want to explain this voting process for all this. Right. Give, us, give us all the links and what we need, and then I will also put the links in the show description so when we put it out on uh, Twitter and Facebook and wherever, people can click the links and, and go to vote. So, so um, it's ASNLifestyleMagazineAwards.com. 
ASN Lifestyle Magazine Awards. Yeah, we'll, we'll, both, we'll, we'll both be at the awards. Casey is co-hosting. I think I'll be doing the voice uh, maybe for the awards or something like that. Um, but, yeah, that's in August. And okay, ASM Lifestyle Magazine. Magazineawards.com. Okay. Yeah. And what and month are you? I'm March, and you are? I am November. And this is the year 22, if it, because yes. it's this year. Last, yeah. So, so um, March, November. So I'm, I am technically in five categories. Lorenzo is in. Um, I'm, I'm in for best social media influencer. And our friend Sean here. Are you are you just in the one with me? I'm, I think I'm just in the one uh, for a best cover uh, Two. It's not a competition. Vote for her. But if you, like, <laughs> you, like, if you girls like me. I'm not going to be there, so you're going to have to send it, give it to me when I see it. I'd be and more than happy to collect it for you, Sean. Yeah, we, we got you. <laughs> I know you do. But, uh, yeah, so that's um, the one award for me. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, um, so I can't, the five categories for me are the cover, erotic writer, educator website, social media influencer, and podcast for Casey at Night. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get all those listed. And, uh, of course, best of luck. We hope you bring home the gold medal for all that stuff. And, and, uh, that's, that's just what we hope for. So again, we'll see it at Exotica in, uh, March. We're going to have a preview show of Exotica coming out July 9th. So if you're going to go and you want to join us again, well, we'll post the link. You stop in and, and we're going to kind of go around Robin of who, who's going to be there and what's going to be at your booth. And, when it when is that july something july 9th that'll be a sunday night same same bat time same bat channel so (laughs) uh, we really appreciate uh uh casey and lorenzo being with us we uh thank them so much for that hey don't forget you can i'm going to have a few of these tumblers at exotica too you want to get your tumbler hey we're just talking here and uh, my my buddy danny black is going to be there he's going to have some of these fancy hats uh that you're just talking on and uh, they're suitable for an autograph right here. Danny Black autograph. I don't think you'll even charge too much extra for that. But anyway, we will be back next Sunday night with Kelly Nichols. You won't want to miss out. And you can find our uh, shows on uh, jizztalking.com, or you can go to uh, YouTube, and there, uh, just search for jizztalking. You'll find us. And uh, also on Twitter, at jizztalking. So we'll see everybody next Sunday night, and uh, you have a great week.